you're listening to EDX Education. This podcast series discusses play, being creative and learning for children. Join Heather Welch sharing knowledge, information and support on play-based learning. We'll explore the benefits, value, different stages of play and so much more. Let's play, learn and create to develop lifelong learners and leaders together. Hello everyone, it's Heather Welch. I'm so excited to chat about play, or as we like to say, play-based learning or learning through play at EDX Education. You know, over the past two years, we've chatted on this podcast with so many experts on this topic, authors, psychologists, so many amazing people. And we've created amazing educational resources, experiences and toys, educational toys, educational manifests at EDX Education. Our last podcast, we looked at the value of play, social and emotional learning, social stages of play, what our role is as teachers and caregivers, harm play. And today we're going to discuss the relationship between physical and mental health for a child through play. You know, there is a link between the physical and mental health. It's well established and they can have a significant impact on each other. For example, if a child has a chronic illness, they may find that they are anxious or worried and their mental health is not very well and physical. Alternative, a child who experiences anxiety might find that they're more susceptible, consistent forms of like little infections. And because of that, they're anxious, um, their immune system is low. In the early years, it's vital that a child's mental and physical health are both supported by their key workers, by their parents, by their caregivers, so they don't become susceptible of illness of either kind. You know, when all three factors, mental health, physical health and well-being are balanced, it enables a child to grow and develop in line with expected standards. We've got milestones depending on, you know, as illness and things like that, mobility and learning development. While no child will ever have perfect health, you know, neither does an adult health and well-being, the more that can be done to support them, the better their chances of remaining well throughout their lifetime. There are factors like children who are able to easily socialise with others are less likely to become, let's say, isolated or feel left out, which is, you know, a key factor for the onset of some mental health problems, particularly those relating to anxiety, you know, depression, illnesses, OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, eating disorders and phobias. Children who are not physically unwell, may have periods of time when they are not at school or, you know, due to illness, they may find it hard to keep up with their peers on a physical level. However, we can, as caregivers, try and make an inclusive environment. And that's one thing really, really important that we can help with. So if we see the child can't keep up, how can we be more inclusive with our games, with our playtime, with our teaching? You know, so there's not as, it doesn't result in mental health problems and can make you know, if the physical problem so dire. You know, in terms of well-being, children who are mentally and physical able, you know, they can maintain aspects of their mental health and well-being. They're able to interact with others. They're, they want to learn. They're able to learn. They can get support. They come across, you know, they can talk to adults. They can make sure that everything is within their reach. They can gain support from their parents, you know, siblings, other family members, friends, teachers, caregivers, is it their sporting coach, you name it. You know, one of the best ways to build a bond with your care worker or is through play, spending time together, playing together, communicating and bonding. It's that 
connection before correction if you're seeing negative behavior then you have to you know try and connect with your child in a way and then you can start to correct their behavior but if we're just correcting them the whole time like anyone you just start to turn off and that's when you'll have issues with mental health and well-being you know there are many things like factors like risk factors protective factors that may impact a physical and mental health of a child and we're going to discuss them today. And one of the things is that's, well, what is a risk? First of all, you know, for example, it's anything that puts a, a child at risk. Let's look at, you know, a child likes to climb trees. They're more at risk of breaking their leg, you could say. Or like my children, they like to perform stunts when it comes to skateboards or push or boundaries. You know, how do I manage that? And that's what we look at protective factors and things that prevent the risk from taking place. So, you know, for example, we teach them you know, which branches you can climb on in a tree or you teach them, you know, how, where can they go with their skateboarding and all this? Can they jump off the, that concrete pile on and onto the ground? Maybe not. Can they drop in straight away? Maybe not. They need a lot of, you know, maybe things like armbands and different things like that. They can, you know, think about the risk and what the cause and effect. You know, in terms of mental health, you know, risk factors, may increase the likelihood of mental health problems. However, we need to make it imperative that people do have that safety. They do know they can, you know, measure risk as a child. So that's something that we need to not take away all risks, but we can help them measure the risks so that they do, they have can control that, they can manage that. Uh, something that's really important with mental health and well-being is persistence and resilience. And as adults, we, you know, we learn this. And as a child, definitely needs to learn persistence and resilience. So there are lots of building strategies for early intervention for mental health or resilience and being able to build them, which are important. You know, well, first of all, let's discuss what's resilience and why it's important. Resilience is the ability to successfully manage adversity and move on from a difficult situation. This could be like even something in the early years is sharing and not being able to understand how, why someone else has something first and then self-regulation and all of it will come into play. And that's, you know, we don't want to have a negative effect. We want to be able to move on from this. So young children should start building resilience, you know, so they can recognise adversity and how what to do in and how to respond, but several ways and key strategies as caregivers and, you know, teachers that we can support them is, you know, support children to, is just, a, I'll just name a few now, about five or six, you know, support children to make friendships through play. You know, children can have friends from an, an early age and having that supportive network and people that they can talk to when they're upset or they can discuss things is a good thing. And through play, we can do that. I mean, if you look at the six stages of play, the first four stages are not social and the last two are, they're socially interact. The other one is promote positive risk-taking, like climbing a tree but understanding how far you can go, taking them out of their comfort zone but not pushing them into risk or harm. You know, is that branch safe to stand on? Oh, it's only a twig. Maybe not. Let's have a look at which tree. You know, maybe it's, it might be even something as small as like starting a new sport, trying something new. The other one is teach problem-solving. Children can be taught to problem solve with open-ended activities and they can gain independence in their play and so what they can do is they don't want to be over reliant on other people like their parents you want them to be able to be independent and to choose things you know maybe it's even their clothes what they want to do an activity problem solving they can do it with construction materials 
The next one is, you know, it is normal to make mistakes and they are acceptable. And we could do this again with toys, with play, use construction toys, use cubes, make a, you know, an open and to make the largest tower and it falls over. Why did it fall over? Well, we're going to use those problem-solving skills, risk-taking skills. Maybe we're doing it with friends, so it's with our friends. And there was no foundation. Okay, so we made a mistake, so let's correct it. Again, problem-solving skills. And then we're building it higher and higher. Yeah, we do make mistakes. And, you know, being resilient and to move on from that instead of getting upset and the self-regulation comes in is a really important skill. One thing as parents we need to do is be a resilient role model. And that's, you know, at times we're not feeling like we can, We, we you know, we all come to the end of our tether and we aren't, don't feel like we're going to be resilient. So we need to make sure that children witness their carers managing stress and they're able to manage themselves, let alone each other. So being resilient, if you want model the behaviour that we want our children to be. But mental health and well-being, you know, it's just the basics. Encourage exercise, eating, sleeping, those basics of mental health and well-being. We, you know, you need to be able to handle a situation. If you're tired and hungry, that's, you know, self-regulation. It's one of the, the five domains that creates stress and then you aren't able to self-regulate. So that's a really important thing. The next one I'd say is as adults, be optimistic. Show your children that you can be optimistic. Show them that, you know, even if mistakes are made, this is how you move forward. Isn't it exciting we're going to the museum? Isn't it exciting we're going to the park? How? What are we going to do? This is what we're going to learn. This is how we're going to play in the grass. We're going to have fun with our friends. You know, we can you know, find a. That's one of the basic foundations on which resilience is born, is built. Um, the other one is we've just been touching on it is you know self-regulation how, how help children to understand that and respond to their emotion you know when they're able to label and understand their emotions they're able to better predict what causes these negative emotions or self-regulations and they can start to build resilience from it and not have to you know go back to it the whole time they start to you know why are they angry they know how to handle it and how they can handle it and then from there we look at co-regulation and self-regulation you know, a child can't self-regulate if they don't have co-regulation. They, they interact with each other. Like co-regulation is a two-way interaction where a child is taught to be supported, to understand, express and regulate their emotions and thoughts and behaviour and guidance from, you know, a caregiver, a key person or a parent, teacher. Self-regulation is the ability for a child to consciously control their emotions, thoughts, behaviours and feelings. So they together they're intrinsically linked in childhood you know, co-regulation to self-regulation. Um, co-regulation is the blueprint for self-regulation. So it shows the internal working model of how to regulate, and that's really important. So whereas self-regulation is influenced by internal and external factors, you know, how they observe others treating, being, interacting in the environment, they, you know, how they respond and everything. So, you know, these are really important factors. You know, when children are very young, their ability to self-regulate is very limited. They're highly dependent on co-regulation from the parents. How, how do they navigate this situation? How do they show their emotions? And these are really important. What we need to understand is that when a child in the early years needs are met in a consistent caring manner, they can grow up and trust adults that care for them. They 
they'll be able to, you know, have a firm attachment, have a safe base. They can relax and know that they can learn and this is their safe place. They build confidence, self-esteem for mental health, well-being. Play is just as important for children to develop their communication, language, social, emotional, gross and fine motor, cognitive development, and so many other skills. So what we've spoken about today is we've looked at, you know, factors like looking at risk factors, protective factors, how balancing mental health and well-being through play. We then went through ways to build resilience, which is a really important part of children's development through supportive friendships, promoting positive risk-taking, problem solving, you know, we can make mistakes. They are acceptable. We're being a resilient role model. For self-regulation from the domains, you look at good exercise, eating, sleeping, being active, you know, being optimistic. These are so many different ways for children to build mental health and well-being and physical health and well-being. So thank you very much for listening today. We look forward to sharing more information about play-based learning with EDX Education. If you'd like to hear more, please subscribe to, it's on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Audible. Uh, I think it's uh, Captivate, Emmeline. There's so many different ways that you can hear more or even head over to our website, edxeducation.com for some podcasts, some articles on play-based learning. Thank you for listening. There are so many exciting developments happening right now in education. EDX Education would love to hear from you, so do get in touch or subscribe to our podcast, which is available on Apple, Podbean, Spotify, TuneIn, and so many more. This podcast series is brought to you by Heather Welch from EDX Education, as she'd like to say, let's create lifelong learners.